And discuss the truth coming in uh, September 23rd, hour early today, the four o'clock slot. And uh, appreciate um, you listening either on uh, whatever it is, uh, iTunes, if you're listening listening live at stopmassmedia.com or, or discussthetruth.com. Uh, also available at iantrache.com. I appreciate you listening and please pass the messages forward. Um, all of my previous guests can be heard um, at uh, iantrache.com. And also, if you go to well, most of the most of the Anchor and Google and Amazon uh, libraries have um, have the previous episodes available. Uh, again, this is uh, coming up here on four years, the four-year anniversary of discussions of truth last week. We had a Lindstroth report, J.P. Lindstroth, joining us uh, with uh, two of his comrades uh, out of the Palm Beach County School District, Brian Knowles, Department Head of the African American Studies, additionally Latino and Gender Studies uh, Summer Institute, and first-time guest on the program, Brandon Derek Gilbert, you can catch that episode last week as the two the two men address Black Lives Matter with JP and I. Week before that, we hosted Rebecca Roth. She's a former airline attendant uh, that spoke about what she's researched and what she has brought to light regarding the 9-11 incident and she leads that right up to COVID-19. She says what America is seeing is a communist coup d'etat. That's what she says is happening here and um, before that folks we had the Brazilian based German professor of economics Anthony P. Mueller talk about the Great Reset uh, it's it, it, and again and, and and going going before that we started this month out with Peter Tickton a uh, excuse me uh, Tom Hartman who's now joined the program three times John Tom is a, he's got a, he's got his he's got a daily show that he hosts nationally syndicated monopolies an American cancer is the title of that episodes and uh, folks America has been monop manipulated and monopolized on many many fronts since its inception what are we you know, 250 years or so um, is not a very long time if you're thinking about some of the some of the very powerful nations and empires that preceded the United States one would be the American 
or excuse me, the British, the Roman. Uh, how powerful is the Vatican today? How powerful is Rome? Good questions, right? Peter, Peter Tickton ended out the month of August as he spoke about his time and uh, his understanding of what makes Trump tick. Uh, and by the way, coming next month out of Miami, Florida is AmpFest. Why I draw this to your attention because AmpFest will host a number of interesting speakers. That includes former guest on this program, uh, Zach Voorhees, who is a Google whistleblower. I believe the document number was 800, 800 page report that he submitted to the DOJ, blowing the whistle on Google manipulation in political voting in 2016. Yeah, some of these things take a while to, to develop. But AmpFest, uh, yes, uh, uh, Zach will be speaking at AmpFest. Uh, in addition to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's very outspoken about vaccinations. We're hoping for definitely a voluntary ma uh, uh, va uh, vaccination coming down the pipeline. With the COVID-19, I say voluntary. Can't mandate those types of things, in my opinion. You cannot mandate those things. In my opinion, and that's my stance, Dr. Simone Gold will be at AmpFest. Uh, she's been outspoken about uh, hydroxychloroquine. She's got an MD from University of Chicago and a JD from Stanford. She says there's nothing wrong with hydroxychloroquine, where you're getting people like Fauci saying that it's not strong enough, and some of these some of these jurisdictions are banning it. Look, if you've got COVID-19 and you're on your deathbed, and you want garlic, for instance, don't you feel like you should be getting a, globe of, a clove of garlic? What are your rights here? If you want hydroxychloroquine, shouldn't you be able to have that? Yeah, this is banned. Doesn't make any sense to me. Matt Gates, uh, Florida Senate, will be will be at uh, Ampfest, including Roger Stone. Regardless of what you think of Roger Stone, be interesting to hear his side, what he has to say. Dinesh D'Souza. These are just a few of the guests, and I'm going to mention Tina Forty. Who I personally think is uh, really cool. I, I I like her tenacity. And, uh, and I have drawn the line in the sand for this political election. I think the party, the party system in this country is totally corrupt. The Democrats are corrupt. The Republicans are corrupt. The banking system is corrupt. I urge you to read Dr. Anthony Sutton, who was a Stanford Hoover fellow for, I believe, seven years. He talks about the corruption of the Federal Reserve System. And on that tune uh, I, I like I, I, I urge you to look at dr. Peter Beter who's a JFK advisor uh, that, that talks about corruption in the economic system in this country and these these men who are doing that back in the 60s and 70s so we're looking at a culmination of well for Rebecca Ross a coup d'etat um, Judy Mikevitz, who's been on this program and I continue to work with, has been very outspoken about virology. 
And she said on this program two years ago, America needs a revolution. So what type of revolution does it need? Not, not violent, not violent, folks, not violent. But I am drawing the line in the sand here and saying that of all the options on the table, Donald Trump, in my view, is the best candidate to continue moving forward in this country. Okay. Uh, you, you need to ask yourself, why are the clothes that you're wearing, why are the majority of your household furnishings, why are these things made in China? Ask yourself that. Do you have a problem with that? You know, and, 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 and racism is one thing, but bringing jobs back to the United States to take away from the Chinese, it's not racism, folks. There's nothing racist about that. That's about keeping this country strong and rebuilding and strengthening the middle class. And once that middle class dies, because it is dying, it is shrinking, once it is dead, you have tyranny. And you almost have tyranny in a sense already because you have the private Federal Reserve Bank always, private uh, Federal Reserve Bank, central bank, dictating basically the economics of your government in the United States. Same thing in England. The English aren't free. The English are slaves to, their, to uh, the Bank of England. Okay, fine, that's a fine line in there, but what they're really slaves to, not necessarily Bank of England, but the, what they're really slaves to is the Corporation of London, which is a Roman banking mechanism. Okay? Um, you, you can go back to 1022, William the Conqueror, unable to conquer the Corporation of London, the City of London, right next to Westminster. Okay? Um, this is all fact. This is all fact. So, uh, in fact, in fact, uh, there's a term that, uh, let me see if I can bring this your way. A term that I urge you to, um, the, uh, I, I, let's see if I can find it here. I was just going through that this morning and, uh, I'm a, uh, the global, uh, I want to be good. The global trust. Okay. I'm going to, it's, there's, there's a, it's a three part word. But the two words that I remember in the glow, and this might lead you down the road. Basically, what it does is it, is it, is it, is it brings together three economic powerhouses globally, and that would be Rome, London, and Washington D.C. Okay, then you're going to say, well, well, you know, Ian, New York is more more of an economic powerhouse, right? The New York Federal Reserve—that's where the money is. Or what about Fort Knox? Yeah, what about Fort Knox? Is there gold in Fort Knox? Why is the Why is the United States? Not on the gold standard. Why did Richard Nixon abolish the gold standard? Why? All right. Um, well, yeah. You want to implement a digital currency for convenience? Yeah. I mean, we use credit cards all the time. You, you want to put a microchip in your uh, in your in your wrist? Oh, I don't. Uh, some people, I folks in 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 Europe, Denmark. I don't know where they're doing it, but there's a movement there that they're microchipping themselves. And I, I no, they don't even microchip me. No, it's not 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 going to happen. No, not not with me. Uh, my credit card is fine. I can run my chip through. But the but the the real issue here, folks, is what is supporting that dollar? Yeah, twenty six trillion dollar national debt. What is supporting that dollar? What supports it? Because because gold doesn't support it. And Nixon abolished the gold standard. Gold doesn't support it. Yet Fort Knox doesn't get edited. Nor does the Federal Reserve. So, yeah, they, they, early August, mid August, we had. Attilus Jim owner Ian Smith, and he's, his fight is continuing. He was on the Dan Bongino show, or at least Dan Bongino interviewed him, and I, and I think uh, talked about him on his program. Uh, Sharika Soul, 
talked about how he, she had issues with with Obama being biracial, yet everybody's calling him black. And as a black woman, she says, I have a problem with that because I am black, fully black. Both both parents very dark skinned. Yet we know that Obama is a bright, white mother, and his black father abandoned him. So you know some of these court court. It, it, I'm not taking shots at Obama. Okay, I'm not taking shots at his race. I don't, I don't care what he is. If he's a good human being, that's what's important, folks. But you know, I mean, don't call don't call people a racist. Don't call people a racist just because they want it, they want the country to be independent and strong. Because the United States is the only country that has brought together more religions, more ethnicities, more philosophies than any other country in the existence of mankind. This country is the greatest country ever formed in the history of mankind. And what we have here today are movements that are attempting to destroy it and rewrite it. For what reason? No other reason than a transfer of power, in my opinion. No other reason than a tra an attempted transfer in power, in power. But really, if you look at the root, they have all of the ingredients of a Marxist revolution. Yes, I'm talking about BLM and Antifa, but you got to clump the two of those together. BLM, in my, my opinion, I've said this before on this program, has nothing to do with racial equality. Has nothing to do with racial equality. The George Floyd thing was totally blown out of proportion. Those two people knew each other. They had a history together. This man was on had methamphetamines in his system. You want to be a good, upstanding uh, uh, contribution to your society? Well, don't don't use fraudulent currency. Okay, I don't know a whole, whole whole bunch about that person. And I'm not saying that there isn't racism. I'm not saying that there is racism. And you shouldn't have to tolerate. It doesn't mean destroying your country and rewriting it. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Not my opinion. No. And you honor that flag. I have, I have an issue with people kneeling and walking out of these athletes going back into their uh, locker rooms when the national anthem is playing. I have a big problem with that. I have a big problem. That is not the correct way to bring about change. Okay? Because that country is feeding you. You add it all up, you're playing for that NBA or WNBA or whatever it is. Whatever league you're playing in is housed in the country, and that country is protecting it. So you honor. You honor the men and women that are working in that country that are protecting you and keeping that country safe to protect you and make you, afford you the opportunity to go and play these ridiculous sports. Okay, yeah, it's awe-inspiring to have great athleticism. It's wonderful. But kneeling for the national anthem, kneeling for the flag, no. No, I, I, I have a problem with that. These people have an opportunity to go play elsewhere. You know, they want to play in Russia, go to Russia. You want to play in China, go to, go to China. You want, you, want, you want to go to Venezuela and play for the national, uh, Venezuelan national team because they have communism, go, 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 go to Venezuela. This is my opinion, okay? Because I, because, because, because I see what I see through my eyes. Fortunately, I have the sight. And I say it the way I see it. And that is my opinion and my, my ability for freedom of speech. So, and, 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 and hey, folks, it's, 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 uh, people can agree with it and people can disagree and then people do agree with it and people do disagree with it. But it's our opportunity, it's our, it, for all of us to be speaking, uh, speaking our opinion and our mind. And ultimately, we all want to get along. 
Okay, you're going to get to a point where you, you you've got to have consol consolidation. Uh, but nobody wants destruction. Okay, and what's happened the course of this year, looking at these ridiculous riots and protests in Portland and Chicago and New York, I commend uh, I commend Attorney Barr. This is anarchy. This is anarchy. And these mayors that have tolerated that, de Blasio, uh, whatever the Chicago mayor is, mayor is Starfish, or I'm not sure what her what her name is, uh, and Wheeler in Portland. Th these are these are absolutely you're supporting anarchy. You're supporting anarchy. And if you you want anarchy, take your life somewhere else. Take your life into Colombia. Take your life into Venezuela. Take your life to Cuba. Okay. No, not not here. Not here. That's my opinion. Not here. Law and order. Law and order. You respect this country. Respect it. Okay. You have a problem with it? And make a change. Study the laws. Cast a vote. Go to your go to your council meetings. Make a change. That's how civilized people make change. Not burning down innocent businesses. Not 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 starting fights with innocent people. Not no no. This is not the appropriate way way to make change. Okay. Now, I did mention the word revolution because I came out of the mouth of Jody Mikovits. I didn't press her on the definition thereof. But a revolt, okay, not looking at a Webster dictionary, likely does suggest physical means. I haven't looked at the definition. But it could also be implied in peaceful means. Okay, just, just a very strict standard if you will okay so discuss your truth Ian Trottier I appreciate you listening please pass the uh, pass the episode along again this is coming up on uh, four years here that I've been doing this Autry Pruitt will be joining us next week yes he's a black man oh boy but just because I'm voting for Trump makes me a racist Interesting. Look at my history. I was married to a Mexican woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I lived in Mexico for two years. Absolutely. I speak uh, Espanol uh, pretty good. Okay. Not not bad. And I'm a racist. Yeah. I mean, uh, come on. No. I, I've probably, out of all the women I've dated and the one that I married, I think I dated one white woman out of many, many women, Asian Korea, no, you don't. Don't call me a racist. You don't call call me a racist. You're, you're making yourself a mistake. You're being highly inaccurate. So, Archer Prudence, some of my best friends have been black. Some of my best friends are always non non white, if you will, Anglo Saxon, whatever, however you like to define a white. Audrey Prudence, CEO of New Jer Journey, a political action committee dedicated to exposing the lies and misdeeds of the political elite elite in the Democratic Party. He's the author of Planes, Stake, and Water, defending Donald J. Trump, and proudly continues to support our president as he seeks to drain the swamp and restore America's place in the world. Okay, so Black Man joining us, uh, Black Man for Trump, if you will, joining us next week. Riggs Ecclesbury will be joining us here in a moment. I'm sure he's standing by. He's the founder and CEO of Innovative Water Technology Company, Origin Clear. Let's bring him on right now. Go to Skype and see if he's uh, see if he's see if he's there. Uh, let's bring him in. Hold on. See if he's, uh, okay. See if, see if, uh, Riggs is available here. Riggs Eckleberry. 
exactly what we talk about water. Clean water. Those Ian? Yes, Riggs. Hi, Ian Trache. Welcome to discuss the truth, sir. All right. Now I answered you on my phone, and I don't think this is the high quality headphone you need. So I'm going to try and connect it on the Skype uh, desktop. Uh, I'm if, guessing the quality isn't. This is just my AirPods. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, yeah, whatever works for you. If you want me to call you on your uh, landline, let me know. Let me let me light up the Skype. Uh, desktop Skype, um, and then that way I'll receive it. One second okay. here. Come on. How are you today? Fantastic. No, doing very, doing, doing very well. Rigs, I appreciate it. Uh, we've got uh, very interesting time in this country, don't we? And uh, probably some of the most colorful, uh, colorful events happening that uh, I've certainly lived through. How are you? You know what? It's this is the, I like to, well, we'll discuss it in the interview, but this is, the, the coronavirus made everything that was going to happen slow happen fast. And that means a lot, right? Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and turn this off and click you onto my, uh, you'll get, you'll get a call right now this second. Fantastic. Riggs Eckleberry, folks. Um, Riggs, again, it is origin clear. Riggs. All right, all right. Now, uh, how's the how's the microphone? Uh, it sounds great to me. Yeah, everything sounds great. Um, and you're you're not you're not using video, just audio. Just audio, but we can do video if you like. Oh, it's entirely up to you. I'm I'm, I'm flexible these days. <laughs> Everybody's doing zooms, so but I'm I you know it's entirely up to you. We'll proceed with audio. That's that typically that's what I do. Once you know, once in a while I'll do uh, a video, a Zoom video, but uh, uh, audio gives me the opportunity to uh, uh, to uh, to just you know. It, 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 I think it helps clear questions in my mind better than than a video format. But I have I have gotten many. Uh, 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 recommendations. A lot of people are asking me to start doing the video, so um, I, I'll likely start doing that at some point. But 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 I'm not not there yet. We'll see. Okay. Do you mind? Uh, I like to do excerpts uh, in my own uh, weekly briefings. Do you mind if I record this? I do not. I prefer you do. Good. So we're now starting recording on Skype. And but. I'm Okay, good. Let me know when you're good. Right. Fantastic. Ian, I am up and running and able to talk. So, folks, we have here Riggs Eckleberry, founder and CEO of innovative water technology company Origin Clear, which is delivering water solutions for industrial customers worldwide. The first thing that I believe we need to ask you, Riggs, is, okay, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, we've got 7 billion people on the planet. There are well over 1 billion of those folks that do not have access to clean water. Is that true? Is that accurate? How, 
How can you uh, expand on that? Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's terrible. Wow. Okay. Um, Now, give listeners, you're based in Los Angeles. Give listeners a little bit of a background of who you are, what you've done. Uh, I've got a small bio listed on my website about you. Uh, But just, just give listeners a little bit of an intro right now so they know your background and what 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 brought you into the water purification industry? Well, that's a really uh, amazing story, Ian. And by the way, the the, uh, the PS to all that is that recently I literally just moved to Florida. Uh, oh, and uh, it's mm-hmm. and you know I'm one of the uh, California escapees, which is uh, I'm really <laughs> so happy. And it's unfortunate because I love California, but that's a whole other story. Just to tell you how I got into this business. I was in Los Angeles for many years and was in the, the crazy dot com, became uh, just in love with disruptive marketing and how do you really change marketplaces. And um, then, you know, fast forward to the mid 2000s, I, as the number two, I helped take a company uh, public onto the NASDAQ very successfully. And then I, I was crazy enough to think that I could be a good CEO. <laughs> um, <laughs> Watch, watch, watch what you ask for because I, uh, I I spoke to a fund and they went, oh yeah, absolutely. But Riggs, we're going to uh, we're not going to do tech anymore. We're going to do algae. We think algae's hot. And I went, okay. Um, and we actually, crazy enough, we had a technology. I have a very inventive brother who had some tech for that. And so I said, okay. Um, to my to these, these VCs, I said, you know, we. We actually have the tech. We can do this. Yeah. And we launched a company in 2007, went public in 2008, that was dedicated to make biofuels from algae. It was called Origin Oil. Algae was the original oil. And we were sexy as could be. We were all over, you know, uh, CNBC, CNN, you name it. And, you know, uh, Stuart Varney called me, I'll call you algae man. You know, <laughs> the whole thing. It was so much fun. Unfortunately, uh, the oil industry discovered fracking and the prices of oil, as you remember, dropped from 120 down to you know, 50 and below. And all of a sudden, algae could not compete. It needed a high price point. And it became a science experiment. And public companies don't work well as science experiments. They need to deliver value. We managed to very uh, very inspired moment when we realized our technology for harvesting algae could also harvest sewage. And so we decided to pivot into sewage and water treatment. Um, And that's when I learned that the world thinks water is super, super important, but doesn't want to know the details. (laughs) The the details of purifying the water? Or what are the details? You know, that sewage plant down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, no, no, too much information. I was literally ran into that. I remember I was was, uh, doing a media tour. And I was speaking to uh, the, one of the editors of Fast Company. Remember Fast Company? And I was yeah. saying, you know, water treatment. She goes, ooh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so um, that's so we, we lost. We sort of we sort of went into the clutter of the water industry, which is a very strong industry, but it doesn't change fast. It's very monolithic. It's, it's huge. It's a trillion dollars in services alone uh, by now, and. Yet, it's only treating 
20% of the water in the world, which means it should be a $5 trillion industry about services. And uh, so that's a tremendous missed opportunity. And it, as, as we covered at the beginning of the call, it's also hurting people's health. There's more people that die from water than war in this world, which is scary. Wow. And, and where is that geographically, uh, Riggs? Where does that... Is this Africa? Is this Asia? Can we pinpoint a geographic location where it's the worst? Right. That's a very good point because obviously uh, we do far better in America and Europe than in other places. You'd be surprised though. We don't really do that well in America, but the truth is the water you drink here will not kill you immediately. <laughs> it, 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 you may not live, well, you know, it may not be good for you long term, but, you know, it's, it doesn't have typhus and cholera, so that's good. But, you know, uh, places like Bangladesh, uh, all throughout Africa, uh, India, India has a terrible problem because literally they have humans digging out sewers and dying from the sewer gases every single day. Wow. Um, and, and, and yet at the same time, they have a $90 billion hydrological uh, program up near Nepal that they have to do because this is to fix their, the, the, water uh, movement, um, but nonetheless, they have a big problem. And there's a bigger, bigger, bigger issue, Ian, and that is that we had this vision after World War II of big monolithic solutions to man's problems. You know, we're going to put in place this, that, and the other thing. Big concrete structures, we have them all over LA, remember, um, you know, when, when they had, uh, you know, the um, Greece, they had the, the driving up and down the the L.A. River and concrete. Well, that was all the vision of the post, right. uh, early part of the century and after the war. And so all these structures were built. But then starting in 1960, people stopped maintaining them. And so just like your old you know, Toyota Celica that you know just isn't being maintained, it keeps using more and more oil. And yeah, you need to spend $1,000 you don't have. And so you just keep putting more oil in it. That's what happened to the water industry in America and much of the rest of the world. And then places like India aren't even keeping up. So we are at a place where infrastructure is not the solution. I'm still waiting for those shovel-ready product projects that we were promised in the last recession, right? So it's not going to happen. What's the solution? The solution is self-help. The solution for all commercial, business, agricultural, industrial users, treat your own water. They're literally being forced to do so by the water districts. But actually, that's an opportunity because if you treat your own water, you can reuse it. And in California, for example, you can save a bunch of money. So it's not a bad thing. So just like how you know hard lines became cell phones and mainframes became PCs and energy became solar, it all comes down to the point of use. And that's the future for water. We have the technology and the marketplace um, structure for it. So, so Riggs, are you talking about you? You're talking about the uh, is it the aqueduct there? This this storm drain system? I think that what you're you're talking about that, that have been in various films, including Greece, um, in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I think that's a storm drain, right? Isn't that a storm drain system? Yeah, well, it's, it's literally they took the L.A. River, which was a stream, and they built a huge, you know, for the thousand-year flood. And there's always just a trickle of water. It's so it's so uh, you know stupid. In fact, they're doing good things with that. They're they're actually breaking up all that concrete and creating whole forests in the water, which oh. is brilliant. Uh, but the truth is, is that America built 
85% of the uh, water treatment is being done by just a handful of hyper uh, treatments, you know, huge mega treatment systems like we have, uh, if you know LA, down in El Segundo, down by the ocean. The problem is when I use water in Beverly Hills, yeah. it goes downhill to El Segundo, it's not coming back uphill, it's going into the ocean. Treat it, it's not that it's bad, but, but it also means that there's no recycling in, in America. You know, Israel has close to 90% recycling rates. Wow. The second in the world is Spain with 20%, U.S. 1%. Oh, wow. And it's, it's a structural issue because everything is centralized. So the Israelis have, you know, they're, they're a relatively new water system and they, they, they consider it part of their survival. And I think, I think the main reason for there's no war in the Middle East is because Israel's literally shipping water to all its neighbors. Oh. Um, so water is an agent for peace. Uh, and I'll take full credit, thank you very much. But, <laughs> but the, the fact is that America has this old, old water system, and this is a new mega trend of uh, do-it-yourself on-site water treatment, which is wonderful because now it's small enough for everyday investors to finance. It's no longer these giant municipal bonds. It's very similar to real estate investment or oil and gas uh, limited partnerships or solar, now water. But water is not going to crash the way oil did. It's not going to crash. I would not want to be in commercial real estate right now because we're looking at uh, a long-term disaster. Well, water will never have that. Why? Because you always need more water. So that is not a demand and supply problem. We think we're in a great space, but we've also really, really... We, ha we had a... We had a uh, what, what they call in the management they had come to Jesus and we had a, we had an epiphany where we realized in back in late January we went oh lord a major recession is coming and that was only because Wuhan was closed for a month never mind that the entirety of the world had lockdowns and so we realized that everything was changing and we we went into high gear to deal with that knowing that recessions have these terrible effects but one of the things that came out of this uh, horrendous um, Epidemic, or pandemic is that huh. the I didn't I didn't I said <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> I'm trying to stay apolitical, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, please please get way way too down the rabbit hole for for, the, for me. Uh, I try and like take care of water. That's my life. Anyway, so the 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 the, 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 the pandemic came along, and in U.S. alone, eighty thousand businesses are closed forever, of which 60,000 are small businesses, and it's not done, well, these are great entrepreneurs. It was no, through no fault of their own that they happened to be in the restaurant industry, right? So these people are candidates for the water industry, which is aging out. It needs three right. million jobs. So perfect. And what we've been doing is building something called Water as a Career. We'll, we'll equip you with a machine. We'll put you out in the field. We'll train you. We'll give the the marketing, the you know the the what is a career uh, academy and all that good stuff. And we've been running a pilot that's been highly successful. Almost a million people have viewed the the video about something we call the pool preserver, which does wow. a whole recently of a pool's water. And the the, the 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 this first test was brilliant, and then we have. Super excited people. We have a whole stack of people who want to do it. Now we are financing equipment that we put.
put out to these entrepreneurs and we literally give them a new career. Well, hey, you, look, there, there you go, folks. As <laughs> as as you try to get your, your, your life back in order, if you've maybe lost your job, contact Origin Clear and, and start a new career in water. But so, so Riggs, uh, what's... Um, what does this what does this really look like? Let's 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 get down and paint paint the picture for um, we're, we're talking about you're, what you're talking about is managing. It sounds like you're, you're managing any anywhere from uh, city water purification to uh, you made the you made the analogy from a from from a mainframe to a PC. Are, are, can can individual people uh, uh, go to you to purify the water that's being pumped in them from city lines? Well, we, we the single-family home is highly competitive and commoditized. We don't step into that. It's, it's being handled very well by a number of vendors. You know, you, you'll spend you know seven hundred to a thousand dollars for the undersink system. You'll spend four to six thousand dollars for your whole home system, and that is a well-established market. What is much more interesting is the commercial. Um, buildings. We just sold a uh, water purification system for a new hotel that's being built, very high-end, and they wanted every single drop of water in that hotel, the showers, the sinks, the kitchen, everything would be this very high-quality water, and it's actually being touted as a, a benefit of that hotel. Come to our hotel and you will have this wonderful water, which I believe people are going to be very interested in water quality when they start traveling again because it has a lot to do with sanitization you know uh, your, your your own public health so um, we have we have that rolling and that will become another water as a career we'll put people into the business of going out and selling these units etc but you're right we actually handle the whole range because we've been years in business and we've raised a lot of money and we built a capability stack that at its, at its base was new technology, very, very, very smart, modular prefab technology for which we have the, the world license um, for a series of patents that really lock it down for us. Next level up is our, our center in uh, near Dallas, Texas, where we build everything from a $50,000 machine all the way to a $2 million system for, wow. a, for a power utility, right? They, they can build anything. They're amazing. St above that is standardized products. And at the final top level of that pyramid is water as a career. And uh, we think that with that capability, we can actually finally make change happen in the water industry. So let's get let's let's look at for listeners. Let's look at um, Flint, Michigan, and and the wider cross the water crisis um, there. I, I, I think that uh, you know whether people are concerned about climate change and melting ice caps, or if they're concerned about smog. I think Gavin Newsom today just talking about California uh, just today signed off on some legislation that uh, aims for zero emission vehicles across the state by 2035 and, um, and auto, auto, auto dealers are unable to sell uh, vehicles that don't, don't meet that standard. Um, so whether it's pollution in the air or uh, you know, pollution in the runoff, uh, water purification is, is, is an issue and it's a problem. And, and, and like, like you and I addressed earlier, uh, you know, a, over a seventh uh, uh, of the of the planet, and that's a possible higher number. Uh, one in seven people on on this on this on this planet uh, do not have access to 
to, to water. And, 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 and we as a country, our infrastructure is lagging. Um, and, uh, and, and so you're basically um, getting into this market to essentially help people stay healthy. Um, but um, let, let's just draw on Flint, Michigan for a moment because uh, folks, wherever they may be, certainly outside of the United States as well, may say, hey, I want to make sure that uh, I don't, my, my city doesn't have a water catastrophe. catastrophe. What happened in Flint, Flint and what can be uh, done to, uh, in people's communities to, uh, to avoid that happening? Well, Flint was a disaster brought on by somebody trying to save $500 a day in anti-corrosion chemicals. It was so stupid. The problem with it, of course, is that, um, and this is why it's gone on for more than six years, is that now the lead got into the water heaters and the, the boilers. I mean, it's everywhere, and it's a terrible problem. Um, and the problem is, of course, is that there's never enough money to solve it. Compton, California... One day, the residents there woke up to brown water, and uh, they said to the water district, uh, what's going on? And the water district said, uh, excuse me, you haven't allocated the funds oh, wow. to pay for these improvements all these years. We're so sorry, but, you know, you didn't yeah. pay. So uh, so there's the issue is that there's a failure to take care of it. Here's a, here's a wonderful example that illustrates my thing about, about thinking small as a solution to the big problem. The Miami-Dade County has over 100,000 septic tanks. Why? Because when they developed that county, they developed it so fast and so cheap that they never built sewage lines. And so they just put in these septic tanks, and that was great, except that now the water table is rising. And as the water table rises, guess what comes to the surface? All that wonderful, uh, it's yeah. not a friendly sight to have a multi-million dollar <laughs> home, and it's got you know poop on the lawn. So. Uh, big problem, and you, it's been in the news, and and the, city, the county goes, okay, we're going to spend $6 billion that we don't have to solve the problem. Well, A, they don't have it, but B, that's going to be 20 years plus of tearing up streets and destroying the quality of life wow. for these sewers. Why not just put in self-contained solutions? There's these, uh, they call it black water recycling systems. Black water is yeah. toilet water. Um, that that you know, and once a year, the truck comes around and pumps out your 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 uh, solids tank. It's very very doable, and a tenth of the cost of that six billion dollar thing. It can be done with rebates, no tearing up of streets, no NIMBY problems. It just gets done. That is the solution to all of these problems. Even in a place like India, you know, India is not going to have billions of dollars for central plants, but they can encourage people to have their own separate systems that treat the water wherever it's made dirty and that would seem to be a better solution and frankly it's the only one that will do the do the job right so uh you know that so structurally you want to go small and then we have the technology to go small and now we've been building the funding to fund that and i think that's the complete closed loop you have a background in software, software, and you mentioned the algae software kind of brought you into the formation of Origin Clear. I want, I want to get into the steps of purification and, and, and the technologies and the patents that you that you have that that purify uh, that purify this water. And I'm throwing out uh, filter-free electro water separation, advanced oxidation AOX, um, but. But also, how does the software, the algae software that you were speaking of, how does the software apply 
to uh, the purification process, if it does? It, well, it does. It, frankly, it doesn't. All, we, we, we learned how to use electrical pulses to, to clump up the algae, and we use electrical pulses to clump up the sewage. So um, we're not playing with algae directly, but we, it's interesting because we turned away from algae, and now we're starting to get people wanting, no, 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 no I really want your machine to pull the algae out of a lake, uh, pull it out of uh, any kind of body of water. Um, we have that capability, so almost treating algae as a, as a, as a, as a pollutant, right? Which it is. Sure. Yeah. Now, um, so you can you, you can you can be pulling algae out just because you got to get rid of it, and there's, there's the algae blooms here in Florida are terrible. Um, you know, there's um, the lagoons and Lake Okeechobee and so forth. Okay, there's that. The second part is algae as uh, a potential fertilizer, what we call a soil conditioner. We, one of our, 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 we have a joint venture, a French joint venture, that proved in the UAE with a year-long um, program that they could turn um, uh, waste water yeah. into algae energy and fertilizer to flower the desert. Wow. That was very, very exciting. A company called Enesis with their free water box we were very proud of them because they were basically, well, we have a piece of the company. But the point is that, that algae can be can, can improve soils. And the final part is algae is also a nutrient. And we have a partner, Algae Eternal, which is very, very uh, innovative in that area. And they use our algae um, harvesting system to this day. Very happy with it. So algae for us is really kind of, it's in our... Um, Wall of Fame is like the, the good things we've done, and and we it's kind of like that guy with the, the gold records on the wall, and you still you can still work it in the local bar to pick up the girls, but he doesn't <laughs> make records anymore, right? So that's kind of that deal. For us, water is the biggest mission. I, I can't tell you, uh, Ian, how important I feel this mission is for me. Yeah, uh, I came out of tech. Tech is very disruptive, but frankly, if we don't address the most basic commodities right you right. know that there's a huge commodity shortage coming our way oh I yeah it's actually that because, why because we've we've gone from 400 wells oil rigs down to 100 and then okay fine our oil price is down for now but eventually it there will be a squeeze it's a couple of years out but um i've got i was listening to a, a, a youtube just the other day but yeah. by one gentleman who said, you need to stock up on your canned vegetables. I, I don't think so. But commodities are in trouble, and it includes water. So I'm so happy to be working in this. That's 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 fantastic. And, and you're, it looks like you're traded. Are you traded on the NASDAQ? No, we're on the uh, over-the-counter. Uh, we're, 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 a, we're a penny stock company. And what we offer is a way for people, because we are uh, raising money to capitalize water as a career, people can invest either as you know, the 1% credit investors, or they can invest as just regular people, $500 minimum. All they do is go to originclear.com. But what they should really do before investing is come to my CEO briefing every Thursday night, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, just go to originclear.com, click the CEO button. Love to have you on board. And every week we discuss the latest issues in the water industry, which make us so passionate. Now, Briggs, as we as we wind down here, what are what are uh, some of your competitors? Well, we we are routinely quoted. Um, in fact, I literally have all the all the uh, 
the alerts were, you know, were quoted on these market research things alongside people like Evoqua, which is a very good water company, Cambrian, I, one of the best water companies out there is Cambrian because they've been creating something called water as a service where you don't have to pay the capital. Very brilliant idea. Um, uh, of course, Veolia is a huge player, American Water Works, but none of them are yeah. really deploying these mini water companies with the entrepreneurs that are out of business. We believe we're the leader in this water as a career concept. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, talk a little bit about why uh, how, how Florida is treating you in, compared, in comparison to, to Colorado. You, you liking the change so far? Well, first of all, we, we've saved so much money by moving here that my wife is able to take a sabbatical year from her teaching job. So we're, we're grateful for that. Um, it's, look, the one downside is I'm a huge skier, and, I, and there's been yeah. years in California where I've skied 30 days that year, which is a lot for a working man. Um, and you know, being able to drive uh, a Christmas day, I was skiing locally in Los Angeles in 8 degrees Fahrenheit, a big snowstorm. 40 minutes from my home. So that is a wonderful thing. The The issue with Los Angeles is I believe that there's some things that are out of control. I really don't understand why the homeless thing has gotten so bad oh, wow. and it's going to get worse. There's now RV landlords. What is Literally. It? What? You can rent an RV, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars a month and live on the street in an RV and pay a landlord for it. It's like, please, God, this is wow. not good. Wow, yeah, I, I lived in San Francisco for just about a decade, and, and, and evidently they are now opening up their fire hydrants so the homeless can wash and bathe themselves. Have you heard of that? No, yeah, they talking about water. I mean, look, uh, look, I'm not blaming the homeless. They, they're stuck in this situation, but I, I do think that we need to have solutions for it. Uh, you know, there's, there, here the problem is, is that when, when, the, when, the, when the state or the city tries to build uh, affordable housing, it's never affordable because they're the government, they, they, they never do stuff. So literally they build an affordable home that costs $600,000, whereas a contractor could have done it for fifteen, right? So um, it, unfortunately, they're having a hard time getting out of their own way. It is a beautiful state. I have many, many friends there, I love it. Um, and I just, I, I, and I, I was twice, we had a fire come right up to our doorstep oh, while wow. we were there. Um, and I, I feel for the, the people who've lost lives and, and property there. Um, and I, I, I wish them well. What can I say? It's the toughest problem. We're happy to be in Florida also because Origin Clear has a lot of business here. Great. Um, the, north, the southeast is very good for us for water projects uh, for a variety of reasons. So it's actually our center of gravity. And um, I, I, I do plan to visit California and uh, I. I promise not to tell people how better off I am in Florida. <laughs> Riggs, for, for listeners to identify, um, what are some of the what are some of the people or companies or, or jurisdictions, counties who are who are some of your clients? Uh, let some listeners know who who are some of the people that are using your product. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the big ones we've we've done um, uh, power utility projects for. Um, Utilities like Excel Energy. Um, we've done a whole series of cities in Texas. You know, doing the entire water treatment plant for a city. Um, as uh, as I was saying, we just scored a, a high end hotel being built by a super premium chain. We cannot state yep. the name yet, but yep. we, it will be very soon. Um, we we built a very advanced. Um, 
for example, there's an auto dealership in Pennsylvania that wanted to relocate, and they relocated off the grid, saving a bundle of money on the land because it wasn't served by sewage, and they just put in their own self-sustaining thing, and it's actually a case study on our website. Um, so we do a lot of that. We do a lot of um, a lot of work with these water systems in a box. They're self-contained. You get trucked on site. There's one literally under the Los Angeles City Hall right now, a pump station, wow. that uses our technology. So we're pretty much all over the place, and um, what we deliver is, you know, we, we love delivering and when we talked for that hotel, when we first talked to that chief engineer, yeah. he approached us. He said, "I want that that thing in a box you have." Huh. See, business users, they don't make a career out of treating water. They just want to deal with it and go back to their core business. So they want these these um, you know complete solutions in a box that just do the thing, and that is very very uh, sexy for a lot of clients who love it. So, uh, and then of course there's our wonderful pool preserver project which is a way to do a sort of a kidney dialysis on the water in a pool, which prevents people from having to, to get, you know, dump the water and, you know, every once in a while you supposedly have to do that. But this is a way to do it without losing the water. And that is actually a, a huge project that, that has got a lot of people's attention. Like I say, the video went viral. And, um, yeah. We're tickled pink. And we're helping people get into the industry now, which is super yeah. Uh, operations in L.A., Texas, Virginia, and China, I understand. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Riggs, Eckleberry. Uh, water is the new gold, folks. Water is the new gold. Uh, Riggs, uh, some closing comments here for, uh, for listeners, please. Well, Ian, um, what I love about what we're doing right now is we feel that just like how you know, Airbnb broke the hotel paradigm and Uber broke the the taxi paradigm, we believe we're breaking the central water, the big water paradigm, which we've got to do if we're going to improve things. People have to be able to take their own yeah. fate in their hands. If I want to develop a, 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 a housing development in Alpharetta, Georgia, that's off the grid on a big hillside somewhere, I want to be able to be off sewage and do it well. So we believe in being able to take your own fate in your own hands. That's what the future of water is. And I'm privileged to be in it, so I'm super excited. I would love to have people visit uh, originclear.com. I'm grateful for the chance. I, it's, it's so much fun talking about it with you, Ian. It's a real pleasure. Well, thank you. I appreciate it as well, and uh, and I appreciate uh, equally uh, you joining joining the program, Discuss the Truth. I look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you, sir. Ian, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Folks, Rick, Rick Eckleberry, and... Uh, He's, look, he's a founder and CEO um, uh, of, of Origin Clear. Uh, they have some really great operations. Look, LA, Texas, Virginia, uh, China, uh, Origin Clear developed and licensed innovation that treats industrial and agricultural wastewater with very little energy and no chemicals. And now industrial users can treat their water right where they use it using prepackaged point of use water treatment systems that have an amazing life cycle of over 100 years or more. This is Origin Clear. This is what Riggs Eckleberry is doing, his contribution to life. Okay? Uh, there's, there's, there's no getting around it. There's, there's no, no getting around it, folks. Uh, life is water, and we all 
need clean water to survive. Your, uh, your life expectancy is drastically shortened, folks, without uh, clean water to drink. And unfortunately, what is happening in this country is the middle class is shrinking. With the middle class shrinking, that means more and more of the power shift goes to a smaller percentage of people. Yeah, just, just uh, for, yeah, let's see if I can bring this up real quick. If you look at the, um, let's see here, let's see if I can pull this up here. Um, uh, hold on a second. Let me type this in. Look at uh, uh, one moment here. Uh, so we get this. I may have to just generalize. Um, yeah. So let's see here. This was back in May. I'm looking for something a little more current. Um, maybe this will bring it up here. Let's see here. If, you, if you're look, okay. This is a okay. This is my this this is this was my bottom line here. Uh, uh, wait for the uh, wait for this to uh, to unfold here. Um, you've okay. So I've I've, ta- I've spoken out about this before. You're looking at you're looking at a COVID nineteen, and I loved how Riggs said pandemic. Okay, he purposely said that, folks. Purposely said that. If if if, <laughs> what is this? What is this? This virus has a ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent, ninety-nine percent survival rate. I mean, come on. Look, I st- I started this program because of Zika in Miami. All right, I'd hear the I'd hear the I'd hear the crop dusters. I'd hear the planes fly right over my head. As he befriended a, a a jag lawyer, and I said, "Hey, we've got to we've got to educate these pilots on what they're what they're spraying here." She says, "You're you're going to be labeled a." She says, she says let, me, let me let me talk to who I who I need to talk to. I don't know who she talked to. Rick Scott. I don't know who she talked to. She says, well, the, the, "My source says if you if you get if you if you start to protest on public land on the public street, you'll be thrown." You'll be thrown onto private land. They'll be, char- you'll be charged with a with a felony trespassing, and they'll even tack on a charge of terrorism. That's what I was told when I suggested when I suggested educating the pilots. They were la- leaving out of Tamiani Airport and spraying Winwood the people of Winwood and Miami Beach with this toxic uh, inhalant. And that's a study out of Sweden that says it is known to cause microcephaly. But on the flip hand, the CDC was saying, oh, no, no, the Zika causes microcephaly. Oh, it's a double-edged sword. You're getting, you're getting either microcephaly from being, being bit with a mosquito with a Zika on it, or you're getting microcephaly be, being bit with a, or being, uh, in, inhaling the fumes from the, from the crop duster. And this isn't tyranny, folks. So let's just take vaccines, for instance. Now you've got this whole vaccine thing four years later, making this global push. Bill Gates, he wants everybody on the planet vaccinated. It wants everybody on the back on the planet vaccinated. I mean, that's absurd. Get out of here, right? I mean, okay. With that said, you also have Oxitec down in Marathon Key. I believe it's a Marathon Key. Uh, Oxitec releasing just just giving permission to release something like two hundred million fabricated GMO mosquitoes amongst the uh, southeast population. <laughs> what? I mean, if this doesn't blow you away, folks, you you need you need to be blown away. Okay, if the COVID nineteen mandatory masks in some of the states 
Uh, if the COVID-19 hysteria has not blown you away and woken you up, nothing's going to. So stick out your form, get yourself vaccinated, get yourself microchipped, and be a good little servant. And I don't care. That's, that's how I still open this show up. I don't care what your color is. I don't care what the ethnicity is. I don't care what language you speak. You are you are you are you are a a slave to the global economic structure. So Bill Gates wants to vaccinate seven billion people. Wants everybody on this planet vaccinated. Yet, why? Because he cares about your health. This guy rigs Eckleberry. Cares about clean water. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, he doesn't want to turn his faucet on and see brown water coming out. Okay? That means he cares about his health and he cares about his family's health. Is it a way for him to live life and make money? Absolutely. But it's also a way for you to live life and make money. He, he just said, he'll give you $500 in equipment and give you a new career. You lost money because of COVID-19? Call, call Riggs Ecclesbury. Go to Origin Clear. Apply for a job. They'll give you one. And that job is cleaning water. Helping people be sane. Helping people be healthy. There's over, I think you said 2 billion. There's well over a billion people on the planet. One-seventh of the population. One in seven people on this planet are dying because of uncleanly water. And your infrastructure in the United States is being depleted. You're you're dry down the road and hit bumps, and you and you say, "Oh, you know, geez, you know, I uh, my there go my shocks, or right." Well, well, that's because your city's not paving the road, and your city's not refurbishing their water system. And some of these cities are allowing bridges to decay because greed. Oh, greed, greed, greed. That wonderful, lovely word. My life matters, but yours doesn't. And I will take your tax dollars and hide them from you so you don't see it, and I'll pad my bank account. <laughs> corruption, folks. That's corruption. It's running rampant in this country, in the world. So, so, so Bill Gates, since he's since he's quote, donated his money to charity, right, because he cares about your health and he cares about you being vaccinated so he can potentially save your life from <laughs> from coming, from, from contacting something like COVID-19, right, or let's say being bit by a mosquito with Zika, all right, I'll just say that. So his net worth in the past decade has almost doubled, going from $60 billion in net worth to over well over a hundred billion dollars in net worth. And, and 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 folks, during this COVID-19 lockdown, let's look at Jeff Bozos, for instance, for instance. I mean, this guy's net worth. Looking at the tech, the leaders in tech, their their net worth is blowing up because we're looking at a system of transfer from man to machine. And in my view, the whole goal and motive behind vaccinating people, you, you, can, you can look up Microsoft patent 
Zero two zero. I think it's two zero two zero. So twenty twenty zero six zero six zero six zero six. Got that right. If I'm not accurate on that, the Google will, will will yield the or whatever search engine you're using will yield the result that you're looking for. Okay, it's it's basically a cryptocurrency that Google or Microsoft now owns to make money off of you, your energy, your movement. Yeah. Yeah, no this is this isn't this isn't a theory. This is fact. This is fact. And you look at the middle class being slaughtered. You look at the US dollar. I mean there is a I don't know if they're coining money right now or not, but the Federal Reserve stopped coining money. By the way, folks, Federal Reserve is a corrupt, it's the most corrupt organization in this country, and it has corrupted your constitution, it's corrupted your rights, it's corrupted your treasury, it's corrupted your government, and you you and we, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't care what your ethnicity is, whether you're Asian, ethnically, or you're African-American, whatever you are, Mexican, I don't... Regardless, if you live in this country and you're an American citizen, you are a slave. Personally speaking, personally speaking, we are all enslaved to the Federal Reserve Central Bank, private central bank system. It's a private central bank. It's just not audited. Look at look at look at what Ron Paul was doing when he was running for president. Look at what he's been doing for almost two decades now, or even more. Look at G. Edward Griffin. Uh, these are these are men that have been speaking out against the tyrannical Federal Reserve for decades. It's just like Anthony Sutton, okay, that taught at Stanford. These are men that have done their research. This, is, this isn't theory. The Federal Reserve is a central, private central bank. That's a fact. U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, gives the power of Congress to coin money. But that shifted in 1913 under Woodrow Wilson as he gave that to this private bank. That, likely, the Rockefellers owned a majority shares of as an American. Okay, this, is, this is all fact. Just like the Rothschild dynasty. Okay, that's not theory. This is fact. Just like the Corporation of London, the City of London. That's not theory. It's fact. We are at a crossroads in this country. Do not be brainwashed by this ridiculous Marxist BLM movement. And furthermore, do not be brainwashed by the ridiculous COVID-19 hysteria. Oh yeah, sure, Zika, it's a real virus. Discovered in a monkey in 1942, I think it was. COVID-19, oh, supposedly what, it came from a bat? Did it? Really? It's, it's a coronavirus. Zika is a coronavirus. H1N1, coronavirus. These manipulative healthcare professionals have tried to profit off of your sickness for decades in trying to create a vaccine for a coronavirus. Yeah, that's a good question. Are you know these 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 random flus? You know you you know, Walgreens and they they giving you flea free flea free, free flu shots. They have coronaviruses in them, folks. They may have the COVID-19, I don't know. But you need to question your government. You need to question your pharmaceutical companies. Gerald Posner. Gerald Posner joined us three months ago. His book, Pharma, 
greed, lies, and the poisoning of America. He's not theoretical. He's factual. Got a JD from Berkeley, former Wall Street lawyer, New York Times bestselling author. Big deal, folks. Big deal. Yeah. Anyway, so that's me. I'm all about Trump 2020, folks. I'm all about Trump 2020. I don't go down to Pelophidia. Pelophidia, this uh, SB 145, I think it is, in California, this this gay pedophilia law. Oh, it's not pedophilia. It's not pedophilia. It's not pedophilia. If you know, pedophilia is having having sex with three year olds. Ian, this this is thirteen year olds, fourteen year olds. I guess the law says fourteen, somewhere between fourteen and seventeen. So to them, it's not pedophilia if you're having sex with someone between the ages of fourteen and seventeen. I thought I thought if you were under eighteen, that was a minor. Well, I guess not for homosexuals in San Francisco. Okay. And again, don't 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 give me the homophobe garbage. Because my best friend, one of my best friends, my entire life, not only a gay man, but also a Jew. So don't give me your garbage about racism. Don't give me your garbage about homophobia. Okay? I love all people. You're a good people. I don't care what your sexual preferences. I don't care what your religious preferences. I don't care what you look like. You're a good people. The person. That's what's good. That's what's important to me. So folks, do not cave in. Do not cave into the BLM garbage. That's communism, nothing else. It, by many, many, many reputable sources, this is George Soros communism. Okay? And you've got a growing, growing number of Cubans and Venezuelans and other Latin American-based uh, country, uh, country persons in, in, in America that have come here to seek refuge from their tyrannical, communistic, socialistic governments. And that is a growing movement in South Florida right now. Because they see where the Biden-Harris ticket is going to take you, if given the chance. Do not give it the chance, folks. In California, well, I was born in California. Californians disgust me. California disgusts me how far left they've gone. I try to stay pretty moderate. I try to look at people for who they are. I think, like I said in an early part of this program, I think both of the political parties are completely washed out. They're completely corrupt. And it's all based off of the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, that's run by the, uh, well, that's in cahoots with the um, the Federal Reserve Central Bank. Don't think it's not. Tie the, tie the strings. I, 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 give you, I give you folks Servando Gonzalez. I give you Servando Gonzalez, a Cuban-born historian, University of Havana. And he, he said this on the program uh, seven months ago. Uh, Ian, what we saw happen in Cuba is exactly what's happening here in the United States. Censorship, political correctness. Now you're seeing it. Now you're seeing statues. Uh, histories are being are trying to be erased. You can't erase history, folks. You can only learn from it. You can't erase it. It's past. It's happened. They don't take down the statues. You want more statues for equality? Put up new statues. But don't take the existing ones down. Learn from everyone. Learn from everyone. Um, anyway. So... Water. Water's a new gold. Okay? 
Um, keep yourself nourished with, with clean water. Um, origin clear. Go to the website. Give Rick's a uh, give Riggs a, a nod. Learn more about it. They're, they're headquartered in Clearwater, Florida. And uh, if you're into penny stocks, OCLN. Uh, they currently at five five cents share. He said it was a penny stock. I don't know if you do that or not, but if you do, there you go. And um, I'm gonna close it out. I'm gonna close it out for the for the day, folks. We're gonna close it out for the day. Um, I, you know, I, I, I urge you, I urge you to start your own online radio show. I've been doing now mine almost four years. Um, got a book coming out. Okay. I've been saying that for a number of months. I know I'll continue to work with a publisher and do some things here. Um, we should be having it by spring and I know a number of you have purchased the book I appreciate it. You, you'll be receiving it. Um, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. If you believe in freedom of press, if you believe in independence through media, contribute. I urge you to contribute to the show. Okay, I've been self-funded since I started this. Okay, and I started and I started it because of my friend, my gay Jewish friend. God rest his soul. Um, rest in peace. Uh, but that's how I, that's why I started this program. Not directly. He didn't ask me to start it, but he's the one that urged me to look into Zika in Miami. This is, this is not a coincidence, folks. Nothing is coincidental. And if you don't stand up for your country and your flag, then it will be taken from you. I, for one, and I know there's more, will be standing up, and I do stand up. So, this is, uh, this is, this is the end of the show, uh, and I appreciate you listening. I know there's a lot of you out there that enjoy my weekly shows, and I appreciate your support. And we continue growing. This program has grown immensely since, we start, since I started it. Well, since we started at Winwood Radio. Folks, uh, question authority. Okay, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm going to say for today. Question authority, and I'll leave it with... Um, I'll leave it with um, stay healthy and drink clean water. And until next week... Uh, next week again, remember, folks, Autry Pruitt. Until then, yes, he's a black man. Oh, wait, Ian, you had two black men on your program last week, you racist. <laughs> I'm also, I'm a, <laughs> I guess I'm also a terrorist, aren't I? Because I want to educate the pilots. I wanted to educate, I wanted to educate the pilots of the, uh, of those crop dusters flying that, spraying that poison over the populations of Miami. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, folks. Oh, right on my website, I tell you who I am. Okay, my my family landed in Quebec in 1640. That's with my last name, Trottier. My middle name, Hamilton, came comes from the lowlands of Hamilton, uh, Scotland. Alexander Hamilton. Uh, no, I don't come from Alexander Hamilton, but I come from the same clan. 
Um, and uh, there you have it. I'm not a terrorist. I'm not a racist. Uh, but but you may point the finger and call me call me whatever you like whatever whatever you enjoy. Okay, I'm I, I am all about law and order, and I am all about making and keeping this country a beacon of hope, of freedom, of liberty for the rest of the world. Because that's what we are. That's what we grew to become, and that's what we will, folks, continue to be. So God bless America. Until next week, folks, be awesome.